Good afternoon and hope you're having an amazing day so far. This week once again flew. A great week, but faster than ever. Which, as I reflect on that, is all the more reason why I think there is value in the short little nugget of thought that we share each day. As Deborah, one of our listeners on the podcast, shared with me recently, and I quote, I really enjoy the podcast because it really makes you think about how we go through each day. End quote. Great point. So simple, but how true and important. We're not simply supposed to get through the day, but be conscious of how we go through it. So thanks for sharing that, Deb, and I thought I'd pass it along to the rest of the Chevra, especially as we enter day 55. Why? Because if we're doing this for 2,711 days, well, then we just passed the 2% mark, which means we repeat this for just 49 times more and we're done. So now time to share a little insight into this week's Torah portion, which is Parsha's Truma. There's so much to talk about in this week's portion. We could focus on some powerful paradigm shifting regarding tzedakah, for example, but we'll save that for another time, maybe even another mini-series one week if you're interested. Instead, I want to focus on something else. Sometimes powerful answers come from powerful questions, questions like the following one. The entire second book of the five books of Moses, Shmos, or in English, the Exodus, is a book of miraculous occurrences. The plagues, the exodus, splitting of the sea, national revelation, Sinai and the book launch of the Torah, mana falling from heaven and more. An exciting book indeed. And while some of it was turned into a movie, in reality, the whole book could be a great script. And if we really think about it, the entire history of the Jews is a remarkable screenplay. But back to our topic. So many exciting things happening. And then all of a sudden, starting this week, the Torah spends four entire weekly Torah portions talking about the intricate details and nuances of building our small, traveling, temporary, portable temple, the Mishkan, the tabernacle, which was retired once the temple in Yerushalayim was built anyhow. Seems hugely mundane, out of place, and completely anticlimactic. Why on earth does the Torah devote so much space space to the Mishkan? It's a great question. And as we said, with great questions come great answers. See, the big miraculous events in Jewish history, or those in our lives, are great, sweet, and inspiring. But we must remember, and deep down we know, that they do not create lasting change and long-term impact. The key to creating long-term impact involves taking those miraculous moments, the anniversaries, celebrations, milestones, or achievements, and then building on them by spending time building a sacred space, a home, to translate those large events or reminders into day-in and day-out living. That is where inspired living really takes place. But remember, it isn't the beauty of the home or the crown molding that needs to be beautiful. It is the people and the relationships inside that home. If you read chapter 25, verse 8 carefully, you'd notice that it's made up of five words, but those five words contain a very famous and fundamental teaching and explanation. The Pasuk, the verse reads, And you should make for me a mikdash, a temple, and I will dwell in their midst. Again, if you listen carefully, there was seemingly another grammatical error by God, like we mentioned in episode 48. So listen again. Make for me a temple and I will dwell in their midst. Catch it? There's only one temple, so it should end with, and I will dwell in its midst, not their midst. So along come the commentaries and explain exactly the concept we just mentioned before. If you want to have God dwell in your life, it isn't about the spiritual highlights. It is about bringing those inspirational moments in and building a home that nurtures those feelings. It is about bringing them into your day-to-day living and being conscious of how you go through your day. If you do that and build that type of home, then Vishachanti Basucham. 
God's presence and impact will live bisocham, not in it, not in the home, but in the house, in them, in the Jewish people, in us, you and me. How long does the Torah spend on each of the pivotal events in Jewish history? Sinai, splitting in the sea, the manna, all of those take up maybe a few chapters, maybe just one, or maybe just even a few sentences. But taking those moments and building them into your home life, that takes four whole Torah portions because that is the key to real Jewish living, and that takes a lifetime. If one puts the effort into what happens in their home, we may not see miracles, but that is where the miraculous results are produced. And on that note, my friends, wishing you all a wonderful Shabbos and look forward to seeing you once again on the other side tomorrow.